Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. Welcome to Your Creativity, the show that keeps on giving. Right, Dylan? That's right. That's totally what we do. Today, we are here with EIXO. Hello. Hello. I don't know how to say your band. How do I say your band? It's XO. It's what? Try again. How do I say Just it? try again. EXO. One more time. EXO. It's like he didn't watch our video. I watched two videos. A I show. watched like, it's what? A show. Yeah, there's no way in hell I would have guessed that. <laughs> and so, okay. So where does the name come from? What's it mean? Okay. Wait, and who are you? Oh, hi. I'm Brianne. <laughs> I'm Brianne Rochelle. I'm the lead singer of A Show. Um, a Show. A Show. Like you're going to go to A Show. That oh. does not say A Show. No. That is like that is like a symbol. Yeah. Well, and that's not why we picked it, but it's just the best way that I could remember to remember how to say it when I first learned how to say it. Because Gunter is our band founder, and he is Brazilian. That's right, yes. And uh, I came to the realization that all cool-looking words were already band names in English. There's no cool-looking word, you know? So I thought, hey, maybe I should go to Brazil, and this is actually a Portuguese word. So all English words are dumb, but Portuguese words are good. No, it's just all of the... Think of all the cool words. Killers. Uh, Jefferson Airplane. Led Zeppelin. All, all the cool names are taken. Actually, I kind of agree with that. That's right. That's yeah. actually pretty I spent legit. Quite a bit of time, you know. My first band was called the Gunters, and uh, so we didn't want to use that name again. So we went with a show. <laughs> you didn't go well. That could have that has appeal also. It does, but I think for a different audience. <laughs> <laughs> what audience? Oh, I don't know. Germans? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have changed your style. That's for sure. It, it could have changed a little bit. Okay, and Ben's over here being mellow. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> and you, okay. Yeah. You're the drummer. I am. That's how I was introduced to Ben. ben this ben is Ben. The He's a drummer. Yeah. And, like, that's all I needed to know. Like, that was the status <laughs> quo, is Ben's the drummer. I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> Wait, but you studied well, that was a... your thought, or that's the message that you got? Well, that's the message. But, okay, listen oh, to who on, I now. was dealing with. So she's the messenger. So, like, whatever <laughs> I got was all from your lead singer. You're welcome, Ben. I was just trying to make it so that, like, there wasn't so much expectation for you to speak. Are you setting the bar it's, low? It's all... So that he can just, like, start low and then build up? It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to blow us away Poor now? Ben. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not blowing anyone away. I don't know. Actually, that's what really cool people do. Unless I'm they actually, the kit. He's mysterious. I think you're like downplaying it because like I think you might be amazing. He is. He's just like he he's mysterious. He likes to like hold back and people are like, who is this guy? And then it's like, boom, he's been the drummer. That's totally what drummers do. Right. Is it was that in the interview process? <laughs> when when to when to get him in the, the band? band? Yeah. yeah, we need a drummer that's mysterious. <laughs> ben, Ben, you need well, to apply. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
Gunder and I have been playing together for a while, so he already kind of knew what he was getting into. Uh, how, so how did you guys meet? Well, we, we met about 20 years ago as missionaries in Brazil. We worked together as missionaries. And they're looking at me because I keep swearing. And so they're like trying to tell me to watch my language. So want, I need to be a little more reverent. We want the children to be able to listen to the podcast. My mom listens to this. She's like one of our like four listeners. So we have my mom and we have, so I guess. That's our target get... audience too. How old is she? I'm not saying. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Steve, not saying. I'm not saying. Steve, don't say it. Okay, we're shooting for children. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> no. For children appropriate words. No, we're good. So you guys met on in the mission field. Were you companions or were you just working in the same area yeah we were companions for a while okay and but you guys are only like 25 right now yeah you guys are young that's about right <laughs> oh my gosh. so this was just if they're 25 how old am i dude you're barely legal like, so, like you might it's questionable we haven't Thank seen you. the paperwork we don't know <laughs> the background check that wasn't completed in time no i was actually there too so we all served a mission together we're all in our 40s see now i think okay <laughs> can i say the bad words see i think that she's full of shit and she probably could have used some of the mission work that you guys taught and so maybe like is that how you found your lead singer i think we should give this one to gunter do you want to talk about this because it was a long process yeah, for you yeah it took me quite a bit of while actually ben and i were playing together in a in a cover band, just playing classic rock stuff that, that we've liked. And uh, after, actually, I think I had that band for about eight years. We kind of just got bored and decided to write some new music. And, um, man, it took me a good six months trying to find just the right vocalist. One thing that I always wanted is that, you know when you've seen David Lee Roth walk into a room, you know everybody's looking at him, you know, like... All the eyes go to him. You don't, he doesn't even need to sing, and everybody wants to see what's going on. And I thought, I need to find somebody like that. Somebody. Like that. So you wanted somebody with bread. blonde hair? No, obviously I could not find someone like that. So, no, just kidding. Oh my gosh. No, I did find somebody like that. And, uh, and she and Brienne. But he knew right when I walked in the room. Yes, and Brienne just happens to have a, a great voice and a great personality and uh, a lot of great musical ideas and... So okay, just curious though, because David Lee Roth at one point broke up the van, Van Halen. Why are you? So, so I mean, so you're gonna have to like keep your image in check so you don't break up the band. <laughs> we, uh, we we run in. We fully expect that to happen in the future. <laughs> so we're, we're I guess preparing. anybody listening to this, like, there might be another tryout in a in a few <laughs> months for a backup so singer. <laughs> For a backup singer, that's all. Steve, I'm going to trade candy bars with you because this one says troublemaker. Oh, that's like totally. You know, I should have nailed it. Nailed it. Known. I am a troublemaker. We we got a goodie bag when we came in. We got straws and cheese and. So what does that bars. one say? Confused. The other ones that were there. <laughs> generally so, accurate too. They were like cranky, grumpy, and I was like, "That's not how I know Dylan," and I don't know this guy. Mm, those would have been appropriate. <laughs> so, so those could have gone. Go for it. Well, that's Steve's, but you can have that if you want. No, you can still. Can you can have some Dr. Pepper, too. 
Dr. Pepper, the drink that will someday sponsor our podcast. So when you guys got back from your mission, you started developing these songs over no. over the years after, or was it just you? Yeah. No, I uh, um, I have. Uh, we did not really talk very much, other than just here and there for I don't know twelve years or so. And uh, he was very busy and um, uh, with his life, and so was I. And um, but then we just started playing with the, this cover bands. But I've had a recording studio in my basement for many years, and I've I've had phases that I recorded some metal songs, and some jazz songs, and you know something interesting that happened to me. Um, professionally, I started, I'm a manager of, of a bunch of people and I started realizing that more and more I wanted to, when I was going to meet with somebody, I really focused on how, what do I want this person to feel as we're discussing things and what feeling do I want this person to have as they leave the room? You know, generally as a manager, you want to encourage people, you want them to, you want to feel their passion for their job. And then all of a sudden, I think that kind of came to my artistic side and I thought you know I want to write some music that can make a person feel something I want a person maybe want to dance or feel positive or even feel sorrow or melancholic or and and then I decided let me let me start writing some music like that with that kind of different mindset you know the mindset you have really makes a big difference on the what's going to come out and uh, a lot of this kind of dance, fun music started came, coming out of me. And uh, and I, then, I, of course, I had to find the right voice for it because heaven knows mine is not the one, you know? And, um, Do you want to give him a few few lines there, Ginter? Uh, for, for lines for a... Just sing, give him, sing some sing some bars. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to not gonna do that to the the poor audience, you know? We're gonna, everybody's going to drop off. There's only four of them. They'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't My know. mom's Dylan's mom. <laughs> She might be a little bit upset, just but that's okay. No, just say no. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not going to. I sing like a guitar player, okay? Can I just say, though, that he cranks him out? Like, and I had no idea when I first met him. And I don't know if you knew this about him when you guys were doing cover music, but he can. I don't know how you do it. He writes so many songs. He'll just sit there at night and he'll like, he'll be like, hey guys, I have four songs. Here you go. Let's write lyrics. And I'm like, okay, I need. 12 and a half days to come up with a title and then I'll need <laughs> it's incredible it really is it's crazy you know I was actually I'm quite inspired by I remember I saw an interview with Lady Gaga and she said that uh, all of my albums this is her saying all of my albums are greatest hits albums that's why I know I'm I'm gonna be good at for a long time because she says I write so many songs so out of those a hundred songs I, I can find 14 good ones, you know? And uh, so we make up for quality with quantity. Awesome. I, I've liked the two singles so far. I like 100X's best, but uh, Drive's really getting to me. Um, what do you have coming up? What's what's the next single like? Um, yeah, so our next single is called Stay. And this one's a, pretty different than the last two. Um, it's a lot. It's a ballad, and it's really beautiful. Um they're going to write up with a second version of that, of Go Away. <laughs> yeah. No, I think <laughs> we're in the process of writing that right now. So <laughs> we've, there's a lot I'm of getting happening. a bunch of ideas just right now. <laughs> As they look completely Steve. at me. A, so Stay came from, it's a ballad of. So it's about heartbreak. Um, this was, I went through um, my first heartbreak 
recently and it's been really hard and um, I don't know how we decided that that's what we were going to write about that night. I don't really remember that process, but all of a sudden, you know, I knew exactly what we were writing about and the people in the room all could, I think, relate except for Gunter because he has the most perfect marriage ever. Yeah, and all these heartbreak songs are works of fiction for <laughs> yeah. me. You can just fake it. Yeah, yeah he not very well. Learned, he learns <laughs> from me and Ben is what happens. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was, and it wasn't tough to write. It, it all came out pretty quickly, and we had some help, you know. Um, Chris Sharman, our, our um, ex-bassist. He's dead daughter, to me. Yeah, he's dead to me, too. <laughs> Gone. Hi, Chris. Bye, Chris. Go away, Chris. He might be our fifth listener. So <laughs> Don't stay. <laughs> our fifth listener. So, yeah. So his daughter was here, and I actually had one of my stepsisters here. And we all just kind of wrote it out, and it was – it's really beautiful. Yeah, but I think the, the, the thing – I think maybe a breakup has uh, uh, maybe kind of like the stages of grief, you know? There's – you have different – uh, moments in it, you know. There's a, maybe a moment of denial or, or anger, you know. And this this song is uh, is about the vulnerable moment that you last eight months. Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a uh, that vulnerable moment that you are willing to maybe for a moment throw away your pride or anything and just beg, will you please stay? You know, there's one line that I don't know if. Uh, Ben came up with, I think, I thought it was that uh, one line that, that says, what promises can I make? You know, what can I say to you? Yep. Yeah. That's mine. And I remember <laughs> one, the moment Ben said that, it just hit me so hard. And every time I've heard that, it hit me so hard because I think a lot of people have been in that place in a relationship that you're like, just tell me what to do. I, I'm willing to make this work. I'm trying. What can I do? But you know, uh, so what was the simple. end result? So what Bomb can you song. do, Ben? <laughs> Is there anything that you can do in those situations? I mean, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Sometimes the best thing you can do is let go. In other words, the answer to the question is when you're at that point, the answer to the question is there's really nothing more that you can do. Because at that point, you've invested what you have to invest, and there's nothing left. And a relationship takes two people, right? I always say, if you love someone, let them go. If they don't come back, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a swear word, by the and way. And that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you let somebody go. We're on no. So the thing is about with me and Ben, and, and why a lot of our songwriting has I worked. Know, she's still working on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm still working, but I'm doing really well right now. I've like taken a huge step. So this is the guy that you met. Yeah. Did you text this person today? No, I actually recently blocked his number, deleted him off all of social media. I don't think he knows. Well, look at you go. Not that he was like trying to contact me or anything, but it's just it. And I will tell anyone out there. Everyone always told me, stop talking to him, do all this. And it never really sunk into me until something happened. And I finally was like, okay. One of my girlfriends came over and said, just do it. I promise you it's going to help you just do it. So I was like, okay, I can try it for like a day. And since then, it's like this this weight has been lifted off my shoulders because I'm not waiting for a time. I'm not wondering, is he going to text me? Is he going to call me? You know? And that's gone. And I felt a lot better. So, yeah, I'm I'm... I think in a really, really good spot now, and I'm ready to write that kind of 
go away song. I think about him every day still, and it still is really hard. But yeah, Ben and I have are kind of on different sides of the that of the the relationship. Like he's like my guy, and I'm like the you know right. Sure. <laughs> and it's he's still mysterious. It makes right right. There's so much in there. Right, we have therapy sessions here, but it's really interesting because then with with all of our points of view and all of our stages in life and and just everything it, we we really collaborate really really well together on songs and all of our songs and every single word like every single word means something to us and it's it's really cool that's i think something uh, interesting that uh, I, I gotta say that I, I used to listen to a lot of heavy metal growing up, and you know, you can see I have a pointy looking guitar over there. And uh, I, I tell people that the 16 year old Gunter would hate me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> writing all these pop songs because of Stay, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for what and a lot of these other ones. But the interesting thing is that I think as I've gotten uh, a little bit more life experience, you start realizing that you can go anywhere in the world. And uh, or whatever ages, you know, and look at different people with completely different backgrounds. The things that drive us as people are actually not that different, not that different. Most people want to feel safe. They want to feel accepted. They want to feel loved. And um, and I don't know, I think I, I think that's why we kind of have migrated to writing about things that are personal feelings, you know, because I think that those are universal and in the end can i just tell you that see i'm talking like an old man now is that you those are. are the things that really matter you know is really uh your relationships your friendships your heartbreaks your challenges the things that you experience as a, as a human being those are the things that matter a lot of other stuff is just stupid you know so i think it's i'm really enjoying writing about these things that my, the 16 year old gunter would have thought that's just so a little girly you know but <laughs> But this is what really matters. But he's jumping around on his bed singing 100 X's. So Yeah, and turns out I don't have 100 X's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any? Or just you <laughs> met one and that was it? Well, no, I, I had a, a, a pretty serious selection process. But once I met my wife, I just, I just became an idiot. You know, I just knew it. I was ready to die for her. You know, it was just crazy, you know. So and we've been married 18 years. I'm just a lucky guy and three beautiful children. Yeah, I have three three awesome kids. You he know? got married at five. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> just for the record, for people listening. That's right. Yes. Arranged marriage. Don't yeah. believe what you hear on the internet. Yes. <laughs> Did we want to maybe play a little bit of stay? Oh yes, let's do that. Do we want to pull it up and just give him a little teaser clip thing. Uh yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure out how to pause this thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll pause it. We'll listen. We'll come back. Times I have. 
That was stay. That was good. I think I have a new favorite song. Okay, but here's what I here's what I thought. So I can relate to the lyrics, which I know, surprise, I'm a smart ass. But um <laughs> like I mean the first thing that stands out is just being alone at night in turmoil, rolling around in your bed, trying to figure out what you could do. In fact, I've said it, my worst demons come out at night and they're in my head. And it's always just like and you can feel that in your song. Thank you. That's that's awesome that that came across because I've been worried about that. I feel like I, I'm the kind of person who always has to explain what I'm like a stupid joke. I'll like say some obvious joke and I'll be like, get it? I feel like I have to do that with the, my music. So it's good that you, I think it's cool that that came across. We did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I've heard this song 300 times, you know, as you're working on on it and finishing the arrangements recording and then you're uh and uh, i'm still moved by it when i when i listen to it and uh i think um and you know i think uh, as an artist uh in the end actually this is you know one thing too that that i've thought about i don't mean to change the subject but but uh, i've always thought about a professional musician you know somebody that has to go play guitar in a country band, in in a in a country band this weekend at an Eli Nevada because he needs to make a paycheck. But um, at the same time, I, I 
if you don't care about the money side, you don't care about, I got to deliver this product, and you just can write music that moves you, man, I, I got to tell you, I, I crave being moved by things, you know? I crave being touched by, by things, and in, in, specifically music, you know? And uh, one of the reasons why I, I'm driven to write music is because I feel like I have to write these melodies that will touch my soul. And I think this, soul, this song does it, you know? And um, so I, I appreciate that you, that you feel it because uh, I, I don't know if people are going to like what we write, but, uh, but it's nice, I guess, if you get a message. Yeah, I think the goal is... I mean, for me, too, like, it's nice to feel that. But I feel that when I sing other people's music, too. But I want to touch other people with it, you know, and it's cool. It, it took me back into when I my first marriage ended, and she just basically left one day, and I was just there. I'm sorry. Grabbing. It was years ago. Mm -hmm. Water under the bridge. But it, yeah. it took me back a little bit, and, you know, it made me understand, you know, that other people are feeling the same way, too. Yeah, which is nuts. When I've been going through this until, you know, recently I felt a lot better. I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, how do people, this is what people mean when they're so heartbroken. How does everyone go through this and like, and survive, you know? And how do they keep their jobs and how do they not, you know, ruin everything that they have left feeling the way that they feel? And it, you know, I was really grateful to have the band during that time because, you know, I found out that I wasn't the only one feeling that way, and it really goes a long way, huh? And it can, it can be scary, and luckily, you know, people come into your life that saves you from yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, Ben, because, like, um, you're the wise one here, so what do we... <laughs> you, just so, say, you just think that because he's quiet most of the time. So what do we do next? Like, where do we go from this, like, feeling of, like, torture? Now where do we go? Well, maybe we're going backwards because we've already mentioned, for example, Drive, which is a much more upbeat song. <laughs> or 100 X already been. <laughs> so we need to go back it's forward. It's already been released. We're really good at torture and pain. Well, we're... It, it can be natural to write about feelings that you're experiencing now. Right when it's raw, when it's yeah. right there. Yeah, and that—that's—that's that's what comes out in in this in this song stay. Um, you know, and you know, and and my little contribution to the song—that's where that came from for me. You know, was I'm, you know, very well acquainted with those feelings. And and I, you know, and I I think that that that. For me, okay, and I, this is, I, I suppose, consistent with what Gunter was just saying, but, you know, for me, that's what makes great art. Now, one thing uh, about the, the songwriting process, this is actually quite interesting uh, because um, many times, like, I, I, I write some songs on my own, you know, that I do music and write the lyrics, and very often when I write the lyrics uh, um, on my own, I come up with a scenario. It's almost like I'm going to write a story. And I go down that 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 story describing this and that, put some feelings in there. It's a little bit more of a mechanical thing. But if you were a fly on the wall when we were writing Stay and some of these other songs, it's a freaking therapy session here, man. I mean, it's unbelievable, you know? Like people are just, oh yeah, what about this? And what about this? And 
And uh, it is really neat to actually get down to the actual feelings. And, okay, so if a person is feeling like this, what does that mean? And how have you felt, you know? And I think there's really some group therapy in writing songs as a group, you know? So it's, uh, I mean, who are, think about it. These are grown men and women wasting their time writing music. I mean, you got to know they're all messed up, you know? And uh, so... Well, it's it's almost ironic that that a song like Stay, right? A tearjerker potentially. Well, for some of us it has been, I suppose, literally. Uh is is something that actually elevates you. If you can relate. And I, and I think yeah. that's kind of what what you were just getting at a minute ago. Yeah. I'm over it now, but it, it took me back and got me in touch with, you know, how it was back then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in the middle of stay, so I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I, I've I noticed about all of it. So you mentioned it. Going back to the name of your band. Okay, words to you are beauty and they're pretty and they drive emotion. And I think that's kind of how you're describing all of this. All of your writing and everything. Um what made you excited to express words? You know, funny you say that because I'm, I've always been a music first guy. Always, you know. I actually, if I could listen to some uh, stuff that I've been listening for 20 years, I cannot sing the words to it. I, I'm always the music guy. I know the beat. I listen. I can hear the way the guitars, what the, the harmonies, what the bass is doing. And so very often, even when I'm writing uh, music, generally I come out with, I start with a beat or I start with a melody. And the words are secondary. But this is one thing that I really learned. Actually, this is so stupid. I'm going to admit to something that's really dumb. Do you remember that corny uh, movie, Lyrics and Words? Is that what it's called? Lyrics music, and lyrics. music and Lyrics. Yeah. Amazing. Don't say corny. That's an amazing show. Okay. All right. I watched that years ago. And that was the first time. Because I always thought words are secondary. Who cares? And uh, I don't even remember who was in the darn movie. But Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant. There you go. And the plants. Oh, yeah, the plants. <laughs> the plants. There you go. And so I remember somebody explained to someone that the music set up this mood, but the words take you deeper. It's like I can hear something and superficially maybe moves you or touches you, but then if you start paying attention to words, that's a way to go deeper. And that was, I remember when I saw that, it was the first time I thought, oh, that's why you have words, you know? But right now, uh, I've, I've think gone so far into that because I really use it as a way to, to, I don't know, get people to help transmit my feelings, you know? So. Yeah, and it definitely, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm just going to be funny here because I'm super funny. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a language barrier thing. So sometimes Gunter will be like, here's this song, and we read the lyrics. And we have an argument about <laughs> no comprende grammar. <laughs> so words words have been important to me since I was a kid. Because because at the dinner table we'd ask Dad, you know, hey Dad, you know, what does this mean or what does that mean or what's this about or what's that about? And he'd say, well, go grab the dictionary or go grab the encyclopedia. And we and we Google would and, well, we didn't have Google at the dinner table. <laughs> at the dinner table. Right. Google wasn't around then. So, 
Yes, it was. It wasn't that long ago that this happened. So it was totally around. Well, it was like five and years of ago. Course, <laughs> of course, computers weren't allowed at the table, nor were your cell phones. So anyway, wor- words words have always been important to me because they were important in my you know in my family growing up, and so and so you know I mean I, if Gunter didn't already know this about me, we we had some moments in the studio where I insisted on a couple of things that that needed to be changed. I am so never playing Scrabble with you guys because, like, <laughs> I would be doomed. But if that's our biggest problem, because it really is, I would say that's 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 we have like maybe a couple struggles within within our our band, and if that's <laughs> if that's it, I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, but it brings about- you closer together. It helps you understand, <laughs> you know, more because you have to get the words just right. Yeah, I mean, normally Ben and I are are correct but <laughs> but we already established she might be the david lee roth of the band that we just have correct. to see what happens that's right <laughs> <laughs> by the way sammy hager S- hager so much better than david lee roth okay steve do you need a tissue i might <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, talking. We're gonna have to fight this out, you know. I'll put Ta- that in talking your about other music, time. like okay, I see the little Van Halen guitar over there, and you talked about rock. What type of music actually influences you? What are your favorites? All of you. Which are you two on the same page? Do you think on this? That that this is the cool thing, okay? Because our dynamic is really cool, like, and it just shows in everything that we do. I think. Um. I listened to everything as a kid, and I actually called my mom on my way here, and I said, Mom, I'm trying to think about, you know, who my who I'm influenced by musically. Like, who, you know, who did I listen to growing up? Was there an, ever anyone that I was really obsessed with? And I wasn't. The only person I ever really am like, okay, I need to go buy this album when it comes out is Taylor Swift. And I love Taylor Swift. She's a very smart woman, very talented. She's grown a lot. I don't care what anybody else says. Don't even look at other people like that, Ben. Sailor Twift. She's the best. What did you call her that one what? time? Sailor Twift? Sailor no. Twift? <laughs> Sailor Twift. You actually, he, you totally called her the wrong name one time. What? Oh, yeah. You I did. did. I did on purpose. Just uh, no, it. you did it on accident. <laughs> this was on purpose. But anyway, for me, I, I listened. To, country was, I loved country. I'd be at my mom's house. I'd listen to country and pop. I'd go over to my dad's house. We'd be listening to like corn and creed and metallica you know and then in the car with my mom we'd be listening to the cranberries and it was i listened to everything but right now i love demi lovato i love where when you listen to what she did when she first started out with like camp rock and what she's doing now like her new album it's mind-blowing and she's she's like definitely Gunter knows I don't even I'm like hey listen to this new song he's like who's it by I'm like guess and he knows but that's me so I don't know I'm influenced by everything I love all all, all music <laughs> she says this while holding wow. the mic away from Ben I'm sorry Ben do you need us <laughs> we can move her if you need yeah, to right. go away go away <laughs> uh yeah so speaking of 16 year old self um not appreciating current self. I listened to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Anyway, growing up, uh, I listened to a lot of classic rock. 
And I, I mean, I could name a few bands probably that were most influential growing up. And I've been playing the drums since I could walk pretty much. I mean, I started on laundry baskets with wooden spoons. But, um, but uh, U2, In Excess, Guns N' Roses, The Black Crows, the one that looms largest for me as a as a musician would be uh, Led Zeppelin. Who's Led Zeppelin? Okay, <laughs> can we give the mic again back to Brianne? Brianne, there. Continue. No comment. I was joking. <laughs> no, she she was just curious who Led Zeppelin was. Who's this guy? Led? Who's this his name? Led. <laughs> Who's his name? What kind of last name is Zeppelin? <laughs> so anyway, I'm a big fan of John Bonham. Well, great. Um, so um, my well, my 16-year-old uh, used to listen to Megadeth and Guns N' Roses and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and again, looking back is because I think when you're young and you don't understand a lot of things, that heavy music makes you feel things, you know. And so that goes goes back. Uh, and uh, but I, I I never got into country. I just don't understand it. But um, but I listen to a lot of jazz. I have your back on that. Yes, thank you. And uh, <laughs> I just don't understand it, okay? But uh, but I listen to a lot of jazz. I listen to a lot of uh, uh, music that is emotionally powerful, that is more dramatic, you know? Country and, uh, has, is like that. <laughs> there you go. The but, song uh, that you showed us last night totally has country riffs in it, and you don't even know. Yeah, there you go. But, but this is interesting, is that even when I used to write a lot of instrumental music, and uh, very often I would try to sit down and write a, like some music that, uh, uh, like w even in moments of my life that I'm listening to a lot of metal or whatever, all these sweet melodies will come out. I don't know why, man, but I just have all these sweet melodies come out of me. And then so uh, what, what you guys hear, it's kind of, it's weird, you know. I you think I should not be writing this kind of music, but that's what comes out of me. I mean, I have no say. Well, even with stay, I could hear country influence, but it could cross like many different platforms. That's I think what good music does. Yeah, I think, uh, and you know what? It's okay. You know, it's okay to be. I think I because she likes that kind of music. Sometimes it will just the inflection of the voice, or you know, the way you attack the notes. You know, and uh, I think I've kind of grown up a little bit now, and I just don't care. You know, I don't care even. I have a hard time categorizing our music into this category or that category because, I, I don't know, It's I've always, you know, heard of artists in interviews saying, oh, don't categorize me as this or that, you know. I understand now because as I'm going through the process, I'm not thinking this is going to sound like X, Y, and Z. I'm just getting it out. But then somebody that is looking from the outside, they look at completely different than you do, you know? So I don't know. Some people have told us, our producer over the studio says, you guys sound like Heart, you know, the band Heart would sound if they recorded an album today. Okay, I guess I would never have guessed that, you know? But uh, but then I'm not too worried about it either, so. Shout out, by the way, over to, to Rigby Road Studios. We work with um, Joel Pack and, and Jordan, what's his last name? Clark. Jordan Clark. There you go, Jordan. Well, Jordan's Sorry, not going to listen to this, you. but... Yeah, he might Jordan. be our seventh listener. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right. Are we at seven already? Well, oh, yeah, gosh. getting greedy, huh? If My the, mom will listen. If the old bass player gets in, <laughs> that, then we're at seven. Otherwise, we're back to six. 
But yeah, shout out to them because they are amazing to work yeah. with and they really yeah. do. We were talking about it yesterday. If you listen to the demos that we recorded here at Gunter's home studio and then, you know, when we take him into the into Rigby Road Studios, it it turns into something completely different. And they, they really just help elevate the song. Yeah, you know? they really add a lot to it. It's they're incredible to work with. Do you got have you guys performed uh, live at all together? No, we haven't yet. We've been really busy in the studio. So we've finished com we've completely finished from start to finish eight songs. I thought it was nine. <laughs> Gunter names like titles these songs as what what is it like synth sounds that are in his his computer that Yeah, I just come up with the crazy. Well, when I sit down to write a song, I don't know what the sound's going to be. So I just make up a name, you Curry. know. Yeah, fireball, you know, no Fireball. <laughs> I just throw out a word, you know. And so we call him. We'll be like, hey, what should we do next? And we'll be like, you know, Drive's name was Notion at first. And so I was telling yesterday, I'm like, you guys, we finished nine songs. And they're like, no, we've done eight. I'm like, no, we did nine. I wrote them down earlier. And Ben's like, did you name songs twice? I said, oh, you know, I did with Notion and Drive. <laughs> Yeah, the dev name. Yeah. But so we've been really busy in the studio. And then um, after that, we started doing um, music videos. So we've been recording music videos. So that's kind of where we put our time. And we've only just started practicing and rehearsing um, down here in the home studio. We've done that only three times. Last night was our third time. And it's going, I think it's going really well. So it's what's next? Fun. Enter? Well, Ben I, is really so mysterious. <laughs> like, okay, I really, I need to teach him poker and then like just like go with him because he will win everybody. Like he has, he will not show any emotion. That's funny because I have a history of being totally transparent. So, you just need to wait like fifteen seconds and, and they will come in. <laughs> but well, yeah, we have. We'll take him out of the room after fifteen, like before fifteen seconds hit, so that we can make our bet. But uh, yeah, so right now, what we decided to do is instead of releasing a whole album, we would release a song and a music video every month uh, for the next few months. And so that was a big undertaking to get the first batch of songs done. We have a few other songs that we're going to be recording starting in January. Uh, so sometime next year, we're going to release the, the full album, but we're going to be just dripping a little bit every month. Uh, and uh, but I, I'm hoping we're gonna play some some shows maybe towards the end of the year, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, our band playing live. I think uh, just in these rehearsals, um, Brienne has an amazing energy as a, as a front person, Thank you. and uh, um, Ben is a very gifted musician, and um, I think that um, uh, it's gonna. I think we're gonna sound really good as an ensemble, and uh, we have a a whole new setup that is. All digital sounds amazing. We're really, really excited about getting people to feel the energy of a, our live performance. It is so much fun. It is honestly a dream come true just for me to be in this basement doing this the three times that we've done it because it is just, it's a ball, right? Even when microphones cut out and So you if know, you guys get ben bored, you can come play at a chocolate shop. Except Brienne will have to stand outside in the, of the door, and then the rest of you guys can play inside, and then whoa, Brienne whoa. can see like from the door. Well, you were kind of just banned from the shop, but not like totally banned, and especially Wait, if you're performing. Wait, what shop though? Ouch. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm joking. We would love to. Well, she could play during the the movies. Just yeah, the outdoor keep, movies. Yeah, keep, just keep her outside. Okay, but we will never let her in. Yeah, that's right. You can't even watch the movie. It's okay, I'm loud enough. I'll just ruin the movie for you guys. <laughs> She'll get the cops called on you. That's yeah, actually get, a goal of ours, down. so that's an okay thing. <laughs> Is we it? actually strive for badness. Can yeah. there? What's the date? I don't know. We'll do them again in the summer. Yeah. Next summer, yeah. Gosh, that's too far away. It's cold out. You can't do outdoor movies in the cold. winter. You could. It could be really fun as long as it's not snowing. You just do lots of blankies. Just go oh. through the Ice Age movies. Okay, yeah, we'll work on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Um, but yeah, we're really excited to play live. So it's. I think we really, really want to play a show. We were talking about it last night for um, New Year's. Yep. So. Yep. Um, oh my gosh! Cool. Okay, wait. Where are you gonna play? We don't know yet. Oh, you have to kind of stay tuned. You probably should yeah. follow us um. on our Facebook page, <laughs> forward slash A Show Music. A Show, just like it sounds. I'm just saying. So, by the way, let's go ahead. As we're spelling that, music is spelled M U S I C. If we gotta get basic with things. And uh, or Instagram or our website Asia.band. Yeah. Yeah, but look at so this is the thing about our logo. How cool is that? I like it. Isn't it so aesthetically pleasing? No, can I tell you something funny? Is that we came up with this logo we thought was great. And I had these stickers printed with our logo. And then when they delivered, I realized that upside down <laughs> our logo says Oxy. Yeah. So there you go. Somebody's gonna make uh, some kind of a. Uh, Drug. Uh, yeah, drug, <laughs> drug, yeah. drug. They're going to say that there's some kind of thing. No, They're a drug band. You guys are badasses. Sorry. You know. Sorry, Gunter's wife. It was on yeah. purpose. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. So musically, within the group or separately, what? Uh, tell us about some fun experiences you have. We were talking about the moves like Jagger video that you appeared in, mm -hmm. and you said there was a fun story behind that. Yeah, you wouldn't let me tell you. You made me wait. Yeah, and I, I want to... To share it with everybody. I had to like write it down and rip it up and throw it away because it was, it was just. Aww. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so. it's horrible like that, by the way. Do not fall for it, okay? Oh. Okay. <laughs> She's in the room. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I modeled and act and acted for years prior to moving back to Utah and and being able to be a part of this band. Um. And my favorite. Um, job I've ever done was um, I got to dance in the moves like Jagger music video, and I will just start with saying by saying that the the audition process was it it was horrible. Being a model in LA is like they have great auditions, but then they have auditions that we like to call cattle calls, where everyone and their dog and their grandma show up. And you're there for hours, and it's just a mess. And you're just like, why am I being sent on this audition? Anyway, it was fun. I did not know who Mick Jagger was <laughs> <laughs> at the time. And when I who went, who is Mick Jagger? <laughs> he was in Led Zeppelin's band. If only you'd known. He's, he's Led if only you'd known. <laughs> can, can I tell you that Ralph and Nedna uh, Zeppelin are very proud of their son Led? You know so. <laughs> And their yeah, adopted really son don't. Mick. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, they they I had know a dance studio. <laughs> a dance studio. Okay, so that was the whole thing of it is that they were like, okay, so by the time I finally got into like the building, 
you know, when I was closer to auditioning, they had um, they had the song playing. It was like Jagger. And then they had um, videos of Mick Jagger. And they're like, we want you to dance like this when you get in there. <laughs> and so I'm like going, yeah. <laughs> Why can we not have video? I don't <laughs> should have gotten the camera. That was amazing. Dylan really nails it. I got moved like Jagger. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I, you know, anyway, I, I went in there and I did it. And one thing that I always remembered about, uh, always before going into an audition room, no matter what it is, um, whatever they ask you to do, do it. If you feel silly, doesn't matter. Whatever they ask you to do, just do it. I mean, unless it's like something inappropriate. But anyway, so they're like can you do it more like this and they replay a video and we had to go in five people at a time so you had to do this in front of strangers four strangers plus the casting director and so I'm like why not and so I just like wigged out and I don't remember what I did it was really weird I think I wasn't really even paying attention to the music videos I was just like I just need to dance really odd and awkward and I totally got the call that night that I booked it. And I went in and it was the funnest day ever. It was so much fun. It was a really long day. We shot at the Los Angeles Theater. It's the old old theater place. It's like super famous. I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah, Anyone? Yeah. We all know. The Chinese Theater? I don't know. It's, it's probably something really famous and no, she just it, didn't know. It, yeah, just like I didn't <laughs> I know who Mick Jagger was. We all wouldn't know what she's talking but about it if was it was like, that famous. <laughs> it was like a 15-hour shoot and... You know, we shot with Maroon 5 most of the day. And it was my mom's birthday. And my mom's like, I love Adam. I love Adam. Can you please, like, just tell him hi for me or get a picture or something. And I had heard Maroon 5 before, but I didn't really know (laughs) who they were either. So there's this guy walking around with his shirt off. And if you've seen the music video, you know, he's got his shirt off. Or if you see him anywhere. Or he's got his shirt off anywhere. Yep. And I was like, and I wasn't sure because it was kind of at the beginning, like we had just gotten ready. And I was like, hey, is that guy Adam? And they're all, uh, yeah. So I'm like, excuse me. And he's like, hi. And he was really nice. And I was like, it's my mom's birthday. Can you please, you know, like sing happy birthday, a photo, blah, blah, blah. He was totally cool. Went along with the whole thing. My mom was stoked. And then we did Next the video. Next day, the locks were changed. And they, <laughs> like... They escorted me out. I didn't end up getting the film. Um, no. So it was awesome. We just had... We had the best time. It was, like, a big old party at the end, too. If you watch the video at the end, Christina and Adam are, bo- are both there together. We shot it with them together. And there were there was confetti. And it was just a whole thing. Also, my eyes. So the close-up on the eyes where it says Mick Jagger on the eyelids, those are my eyes. I wondered if that was you. It was me. <laughs> And the director took a picture of my eyes and sent them, text them to Mick Jagger. Isn't that so cool? Can I just say that I don't think Mick Jagger's got a smartphone. He strikes me as the kind of guy that does he not have a... has a flip phone? Yeah, no, no phone. I hope no phone. and pray that he is our eighth listener. It's lost in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that cool, though? Anyway, so then the funny story is that afterwards... Um, just a couple of us went out with the band and we went and we had dinner. We were at the Roosevelt at that, um, that diner kind of area of the Roosevelt with the really yummy, like, you know, milkshakes and we stuff. We also did not follow it. I, I've never been to the Roosevelt. Really? Okay. You guys got to go. I mean, we're not, not all of us get to dance with like Maroon 5 or 
yeah, Christina <laughs> in some famous Lynn. theater, like, and then type Mick Jagger on our eyelids. So like, we're not. All it's that not special. like an average Tuesday night for you guys. No. Okay. Thursday maybe, we're- but not, <laughs> not <laughs> Tuesday. Okay. Well, anyway, so we went there, and then we went and went and did bowling, and then we're like, okay, let's go back to Adam's house, and we'll like hot tub and listen to music and hang out. So we're like, okay. So I go out and I'm like trying to pay my stupid parking fee that was like $45 because it's LA. And all mm. of a sudden, James, who he's actually, he's part of Maroon 5. He's from Utah. He like comes over to me and I'm like, what are, what, what, what you doing? And he's like, oh, Jesse told me to come with you. And I said, oh no, mate, like my car is full because I had just moved out there. And I mean, my car is really messy all the time actually anyway, so. I had no, I had zero room. I always have an excuse. I had zero room in my car. I could not fit She had there. no room for Maroon 5. No room for, for any members of Maroon 5 Maroon in my one, car. Maroon 2, 3, or 4, or 5. <laughs> and James was cool with it until, like, he saw you just as you got around the corner, picking up three people. other people. <laughs> and then he was a little hurt. No, so I told him, I said, I said, no, there's no room. You got to go, go, go with Jesse. Oh, he, you know, and I had just seen Jesse, I swear, like two minutes before then. Who the hell is Jesse? He's their keyboardist. Oh, is that okay. what it's called? Keyboardist? Sorry, Adam and other dude from Utah. <laughs> James. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I said, go, go with, go with Jesse. So he goes and then I pull up to the house and I'm walking up to the gate and Jesse's coming from the other side up to the gate. And I was like, where's James? And he's like. I sent him with you. I said, yeah, but I sent him back to you. You I thought, left James? We lost James. He did not show you up. You lost a maroon. I did. <laughs> I lost maroon too. <laughs> and then we hung out. Did you pay out. for his Uber at least? No, I, I never heard. Okay, he was lost for two days. I got him. I mean, I got, somebody could have called the dude. I got a Facebook message from their band manager, Travis, hey, or was it Ram? I don't know if he was their band manager. I feel like he was their band. Hi, Travis. Anyway, someone that was involved the next day saying, Hey, have you heard from James? James like, was beat up no, he, out leaving the parking lot. <laughs> and no one's ever seen him since. No, he's fine. But so that was the last time I ever saw them was that night. But he they went were on a binge drinking. Out with, and I felt really bad because I lost, <laughs> I lost James because <laughs> of my dirty car. So that was fun. So what does that teach you kids? Clean your car. Yeah. You At never know. One dirty car is not a victimless crime, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My car has been clean ever since, for sure. Just don't go out and look at it right now, because we filmed a music video, and I've got a suitcase full of clothes and stuff. But it's only because of that. Was that like a month ago? The shooting music video? Yeah. When did we shoot it? The last one? Two weeks ago. It wasn't two weeks. No, right? no. It was, it was last week. It was three o'clock this afternoon. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun experience for me. I mean, not the that I mean it's still a good story, but that filming that music video was so much fun. And I'll tell you what, whenever I go to concerts, whenever I'm involved with music videos and stuff, I get really jealous because I'm just like, I want to that's what I want to do. I want to be that person. So I really haven't enjoyed going to those things because I get upset. <laughs> so, okay, if Dylan and I are ever at a band meet for you guys, I get Ben to drive, and then somebody can leave. <laughs> we'll leave her. She can fend for herself, and then we'll see if she shows up at the party I would to- two days later. 
karma's gonna get me for that eventually i feel like it was an accident and it's a funny story, as if they're not telling that story, too. It Sorry, is, oh yeah. James. Oh yeah, Remember no. that one time that chick lost James? Well, that they chick's name still, is Brienne. They probably tell that. He's probably told that in therapy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a lot. <laughs> I ruined him. <laughs> so, Ben, do you have any fun stories? You're really asking me to, to, to tell a story after that one? Yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> setup, man. <laughs> One time I went to Walmart and they did not have any noodles and you know I mean what how are we gonna top that you know Jesse oh, was oh, there I just, I've got a story okay well, is this music anything anything Tom, Tomlinson Holman the inventor of THX it's named after him THX Tomlinson Holman Experience I met him once at a at an audio conference. We want to let people know what THX is. What THX is? I guess nobody knows what. You THX know when is you anymore. went to the movie theaters <laughs> yes. and before the movies, before <laughs> Pixar went up, yeah. the yeah. THX was oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, with the and it goes right. Yeah, yeah, before then. Yeah. So I met him. I met him at an audio conference, and I make apps that measure sound. And so I started chatting with him, and he's like, "You're the guy. I've got your app right here on my phone." And I said, you know, there's a, there's an upgrade for that now. <laughs> <laughs> he bought it right on the spot. Oh, oh that's a great story. take that, Brienne. Yeah. <laughs> Did Mick Jagger that. buy your app? I don't think so. <laughs> if I ever told that particular story, it would probably take me like twelve times longer. Probably. But that's a good story. That's cool. <laughs> I'm glad Gunter writes the songs. Yeah. Gunter, Gunter. Yeah, you gotta say Gunter. Property, man. Gunter A. I don't show. even say you your band name proper. Yeah, like, right. I don't even say my name proper. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, like Dylan's last name, I don't even. I, Mazi, Adi, Mazi. <laughs> Mozzarella, Mazi, Yodi. Maz. Manicotti. <laughs> you have Maserati? No. That's not me. Yeah, sorry. Gunter? Gunter. So, uh, uh, am I expected to top those? And I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not a big deal like these guys. I. Just share something fun. I'm just a humble player. I don't know. You put him in the spot. I don't know, man. Uh, Dude, you're a humble player with like all the lyrics. You're the rock star. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Actually, the you're Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was. I, yes, I guess. Uh, well, um, I don't know if I. Uh, you know, let me tell you something interesting. One of, one of the interesting experiences that that I've had. I'm a, I've had a, um, I've always been a, uh, a, the kind of person that I'll just go ahead and say yes and plow forward, you know, even without having all the details figured out, you know, and uh, um, I used to be in medical school when I was young, you know, I grew up in Brazil, when I was 16 years old, I got into medical school, I thought it was, you did not know that about me? 16 years old, yes. I, I finished school early and I moved. A dookie, you were a dookie. I know. There you go. <laughs> and, um, and I went to medical school for two years before I went on my, on my mission. And um, uh, it uh, was in Passo Fundo over there. E aí, o pessoal do Passo Fundo? No. <laughs> that was a shout out to my Brazilian friends. And, uh, you know, number. 11. I like Brazilian uh, lemonade. The, Oh, that is great, isn't it? So, um, 
Uh, he's like just he's like totally like I'm not even gonna try with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna continue on. No, it, well, you could take a little bit of lemon and sweet condensed milk. Is that what lemonade is like? Yeah, it's amazing. It is really good. Yeah, sweet condensed milk with anything, you know, it's delicious. So says the man who put whipped cream in his oatmeal. Yes, yes. Ooh. What? <laughs> what you don't? You you're not living life, man. So uh, I'm gonna start living. <laughs> yes. So I was in medical school, and then uh, there is the university hospital over there. We have, of course, universal health care in Brazil, and you have these uh, university hospitals that uh, all the homeless people and people that have no means uh, come over to to um, uh, to get health care. And I remember I was over there helping the residents. <laughs> Did you operate on somebody at 16? No, at that point I, I was seventeen. Really excited. <laughs> I was seventeen years old, but I was at the hospital, and uh, it was uh, the the res. I was helping out some residents, and they had just finished this. Uh, this guy had gotten a big accident, and they must have done five hundred stitches on all over the guy's back. It was really bad. It was superficial, so they were just cleaning up and and fixing. And uh, this. Um, this uh, drunken guy. So they're just barely finishing up, cleaning up that. And uh, the poor resident in charge was exhausted. And this drunk guy shows up. Um, uh, he was uh, an indigent, indigent guy. He fell down and, uh, and split his, um, his eyebrow. And so he only needed like four or five stitches, you know. And I told the resident, I got this. I, I can do this. I'll do the stitches. I had practice on the cadavers. I'm okay. Famous last words. Yeah, I got there this. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and he said, well, are you sure, Gunter, that, that you can do this? Okay, sure. That's fine. And uh, that's when I learned that in fabric or in people, you want to line up the, <laughs> the both sides first because they start, uh, start stitching on one side and the top oh, start no. bunching up on the oh. other side, you know? And uh, it was horrible. <laughs> but... Uh, since then, I've never done anything on a whim anymore. I always overplan everything. Did no, you have to? I don't. Because when you said that before, when you premised it with how you are as a person, I was like, looked at Ben. Ben didn't look at me like, he doesn't do that. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm just kidding. Wait, did you have to like undo it then? Like take yeah, them out and restart? Yeah, just got to clean it up. Yeah, it's, it's no big deal. You know, you put some anesthesia. They don't you're just like, you're difference. good. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. I got this. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not volleyball, Gunter. You can't just say got it, and if you miss, it's not that big of a deal. I know. Now that guy, whoever he is, is sitting looking in the mirror like, I swear. I oh no, I made sure once. to look good. I made it's sure to look good. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I made sure to look He's good. He's the tenth listener. He's going to be listener number ten. We're going to have a dozen by the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Steve! Do you have a crazy experience oh, to show? And by the way, oh, I'm not that cool. That guy was Mick Jagger. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And that's why he dances the way he does. Yes, that's. <laughs> you get a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. My a show. My crazy experience is I met this young lady outside of a porta potty. I was waiting in line. To is that a in. common thing for you? To... Oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, all... this is a great story. I meet all sorts of people near porta potties. It was a honey bucket. Yeah, honey bucket. So the the best. Those are the best. Those yeah, the best. and they were doing actually like an Instagram thing at the time where they 
<laughs> Did you notice and that? Instagram at like a honey bucket? They're like, snap a picture and post it on, on Instagram and hashtag honey bucket selfie or something. And Something says you did. Something. I didn't do it. But anyway. It was it was dark when, when this happened. Yeah. And I, I was waiting for the next available one. And she came out and she needed help with her, her dress. It was a jumpsuit. And let me tell you, and females, you know this. It's just like, why? They're so cute, but it is the hardest thing. You 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 need a pre-plan when you have to pee because otherwise, I mean, it's hard to get off. And then I was struggling, so I came out and... I, I was there. There he was. The and I said, hi. Hi. Can you please zip me up? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, meeting someone in a dark alley, meeting someone in a dark honey bucket row. I'm really safe. Stay. Just stay. <laughs> I'm really safe. I won't hurt you. I will handcuff you. You will stay. It was interesting. Yeah. And then we hung out. Yep, the rest the of the night yeah. at the event. Yep. Yep. It was, it was a good time. Come on, Steve. Top that stuff. No, I can't. And, the, yeah, there's no top in that. I can't come back from that. What about the time when you came to do an interview with a show and you got straws and cheese and... A Snickers. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but now I'm worried about James still. And so, like, this is good, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really concerned with James. I write them, like, once a year, and, you know, I say, hey, did you guys ever find him? And I don't get a response, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll tag him on Twitter so they can listen to the episode and know how sorry you are. I'm, I really am sorry, James, but it's, I mean, come on, it's funny. As long as he wasn't hurt, you know. Well, you don't even know. He was gone for like three days. So he could have been di- like hurt for two days at least. It was, yeah, it was two days, I think. <laughs> a show. A show. Am I getting it better? You are. By the time that this is done, I'm almost pronouncing it right. And then we're going to call you tomorrow and you're going to be like, Ben will so. be cool about it though because Ben seems like the nice one and he's like <laughs> so. Ben will be nice about my mispronouncing. So, I but have, I keep hey. calling him Gunter instead of Gunter. I'm nice. Gunter, yeah, you gotta sound like you're slightly upset. Gunter, Gunter, you are amazing. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the guys a little bit closer. Yeah, a little bit of anger. Yes. Um, so you guys are big media guys. You know, you have arrived. You have. Uh, we have four uh, microphones and a box and four listeners. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what what is the advice that you give uh, a struggling artist like like ours here? Oh boy, um, advice from us! Wow, I already have the advice. There. I want to hear it. To you already nailed it. You are the dude that's playing country music in Ely in a band with a smile all over his face. And that is because you guys are already doing what you love to do. It doesn't matter who the audience is. You guys are doing it for yourselves. And every time you talked about your songs, talked about your band, every one of you like lit up and you're just glowing. So that my advice to you is play for you. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Thank you. That's good advice. That's good. Thank you. That's very nice. We need to make sure that Gunter doesn't turn into a prima donna diva. Says David Lee Roth. (laughs) (laughs) Now for my goofy question, my my closer. Favorite Muppet and why? Do I only get one? No. Kermit? 
Okay. Why? Well, because he cares. I don't know. That was my impression. Kermit always seemed to care about what was going on around him and the people around, or the Muppets around him. An animal. Because you're... Because Kermit. of his passion. Yeah. Bree? <laughs> so I knew this question was coming because I listened to a couple of your podcasts. And you're still um, here. <laughs> and I was going to go to the bathroom at this point, but I'm in it. <laughs> no, um, I just, I never watched the Muppets. So I was, it's not like I'm like, what's a Muppet? You know, but I was, I just, I was going to ask that. <laughs> it's only like, who's Mick Jagger? Who's Led Zeppelin? <laughs> who's this guy Led? <laughs> I knew what Muppets were. I don't, I mean, I yeah, I knew, I knew, yeah. They have the baby Muppet show. But, I mean, what I realized, because I was like, hey, let me Google these Muppets. And there's only one girl. No. No? There's Janice in the band, Dr. Teeth so and the Electric two. Man. And then... I mean, I'm not some crazy I'm assuming some of the hens but... are, are, are women, too. <laughs> See? So, I mean, now I raise the question, why Muppets? Why? Not Muppets why, but why Muppets? Why not? Why? Or why Muppets? Or so why your favorite's still to be determined. No, so I want to say my my favorite's Pig, Miss Piggy, though, because she was in this Kate Spade commercial recently. <laughs> Do you guys know who Kate Spade is? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get on my level. <laughs> um, She's a designer. But anyway, but she's always like, whenever I have seen stuff like that, like she's, you know, she's pink. Pink's my favorite color. She's really girly and wears sparkles, right? I mean, that's what I've seen of her. Like, when she, I've seen, like, little snippets of, like, videos of, like, her and Kermit, like, singing or something. And she's all dramatic. And I just feel like that's, that's, I resonate with that. <laughs> she's just really girly and cute. And I love it. Okay, I'm going to have to say Big Bird. Nice. A, is he a Muppet? <laughs> just joking. Jim, I'm just joking. A Jim Henson produced just, puppet is a Muppet. I'm just joking. Okay. Well, no. that opens up a no, hole. Can no. I do Barney? Take back. Barney. Barney count? Well, Barney, Barney wasn't made by Jim Henson. Oh, okay. Yoda was, though. Wait, you just went on this like tirade about like <laughs> limited women, and then you went for Barney? Like Barney, Barney like all of a sudden. Okay, we'll forget that. I Demi really Lovato was on Barney. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, Gunter. Sorry. You know, uh, so let, me, let me just throw out a little bit of a cultural background uh, 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 split. This is the, the one thing about, I don't know anything about uh, Muppets. And you know why? Because growing up in Brazil, there's one thing that is interesting. Uh, somehow, culturally in Brazil, we, at least me, maybe my family, I think a lot of people, we don't really like follow like much animated stuff or, or any of that stuff. I don't know. It just, once you're like six years old, you grow up and move on. And, and, you know, so I don't know anything about any of that. Isn't that You weird? have to pick one though. Is it Big Bird? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I don't know about, I think Big Bird is probably not in the puppets. I think. Yeah. But he said that it's, he was created by the same. Yeah. Jim Henson person. created Sesame Street. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to Cookie Monster. There you go. Okay, now that because I am a good now that is just saying. Oh, see, oh, it's gone. Is that the guy that lives on the trash? Hey, see, there's the mystery. The mystery. Do you see? He just comes out with surprises like that. He likes cookies. He's like, I am the Cookie Monster. See where that comes from? That's crazy. Old statement. Yeah, totally. 
Um, I see gifting ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say something about a chocolate shop before? I think I know yeah. a place. Well, Ben is welcome, but like, so, <laughs> so Ben, we can hook up with cookies. <laughs> and they're good cookies. Okay. And Gunter. He said it right. Okay, you can go too, Bree. Thank you. As long as one of these guys escort you, because like, there's no <laughs> saying. So We're gonna have to know. vouch for her, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what if I bring Mick Jagger and James from Maroon Five? Yeah, let's see how that goes. Alleged to James, you know? <laughs> yeah. This, this is his real name. I think I only met him for a, a second. Of the band. It was some other dude named James. <laughs> yeah. It was like a little like background stage hand. It was like I'm gonna make it to this party. <laughs> That's right. Same Turns Jesse. out there's no James. Jesse in. probably wasn't yeah. part of the band either. Uh, I bet Jesse doesn't send James. With, probably, with anybody anymore. It probably wasn't even Maroon 5 that I was a part of the music video for. They're all, yeah, come do this music video in this dark theater that's really old. It's really famous, though. We just yeah. don't know the name. Um, I just, before, I don't know if you guys are asking any more questions. I know that's normally your last question. Yep. But I did just want to say thanks for having us. This is our very first media interview, and we're stoked that it's with you guys, even though I didn't know who you were, Steve. We can't wait it's until okay. we're like huge and we can <laughs> snob interviews like this and say, we don't have time for that. But for now, that we're welcoming happen. it. I will take that. But really, <laughs> thank Nailed you. It. And I also, I just wanted to do something personal real quick. Um, I wanted to give a special shout out to my great grandma, Braun. So I'll have her listen to, I don't know if she can sit through this whole thing, but I'll have her listen to this part. But she's... Not doing very well right now, and we're going to go see her this weekend, and I'm going to sing to her for the first time, so I just want to say that I love you, Grandma. Hugs, hugs, hugs. Yeah, hugs and kisses. We're excited to, well, my, me and my family are excited to see you. I'm not going to bring these guys with, with me. They already <laughs> said no, but they're not going to come set Sorry, up for Grandma, one Sorry, Grandma. She was looking at Ben, and Ben was probably okay going, but he was <laughs> Grandma, just denied. <laughs> Grandma knows what she's done to me, okay? She knows. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, but yeah, thank you guys. This is super exciting. This I'm having the time of my life, so everything just, I'm soaking it all in, and I'm just really happy that we got to talk to you guys and that you cared enough to come here and ask us questions about our music. So social media-wise, I know we kind of mentioned it earlier, kind of in the middle of things. Where, where can they find you online so they can hear these awesome songs? Thank you, yeah. And buy them. Yeah, and, and please, please buy them. So we've got um, our website, which is um, www.ashow.band. So it's E I X O dot B A N D. <laughs> and um, so that's got some cool stuff there. And you can kind of find it's got links to all of our social media and um, music videos and everything. We're on YouTube um, at the moment. Yeah, if you put in like E I X O music then um, our our page will come up. And we've got some other fun videos there. It teaches you how to say A-show. I think you guys tweeted about it the other day. Go yeah. watch it. <laughs> We're going to do a whole new one just with you. We need to, we need to have a uh, truth in tweeting expose here. You're tweeting things that you're not watching. I mean, what's going on with that? <laughs> the the, the tweet was that I was trying <laughs> Is that right? to learn it. You know, yeah. I, I was giving myself a learning curve. <laughs> All right, good. All I watched yeah. the videos. Okay. Just not... All of them. Okay. Well, you're supposed to study the videos, okay? Yeah, next study time. Them. We'll do a round two. We'll scrap this interview. We'll do a lot better next time. Yes. We'll be a lot nicer I'll to each other. take up my efforts. <laughs> you know, this is part of the media having to step up in America, okay? That includes you guys. 
Totally, they're not looking at Dylan. They're just like all looking at me. Yeah, I'm not we fake. feel like it's your fault. I'm not fake. You're not at all. But, but also our music, you can uh, download our music in any any of the places. Apple Music, Amazon. ITunes, We're all over the place. Spotify. Uh, yeah, yeah, anywhere. So if you want to stream it, you'll buy it. We popped up in a coffee shop yeah. a couple weeks ago, apparently. Yeah, that's the big time. That's Making playlists. Time. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, it's super cool, though, I think. Yeah. But also, we actually were trying to figure out some covers um, to do. And we still are, like, trying to, you know, figure it out. So if anyone feels inclined, please let us know after listening to a couple of our songs what you think you'd like to hear us sing. And we'd like to give it a try. So um, any advice from potential fans would be awesome because yeah. we're, we're still developing. And we want to see what you guys what you guys think. It's Halloween thriller. Go. What, what is that? By <laughs> <laughs> Michael oh my. Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, it's not Buble. Not Michael. Uh, Michael no. Buble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Buble, much better, much better. <laughs> is Michael Buble a designer? <laughs> Michael Kors. All right, we're we're getting off course. Let's. We are. Let's Thank you so much for up. having us. Thanks for coming on. Bye bye. Peace out. Bye. Bye. The podcast is done, man. Ah, ah, ah.